Welcome to another edition of Be The Change Georgia podcast. Our featured guests are amongst today's most purpose-driven leaders who are proving that a stakeholder-driven economic system that cares about their people, communities, customers, and the environment, not just shareholder value, is not only the right way towards a sustainable future, but that it's also great for business. Today's guest is Rochelle Kuramoto. She is an award-winning writer and brand strategist, currently serving as the Vice President of Brand and Content for Dragon Army in Atlanta, Georgia, where she guides leaders of organizations to articulate what makes them distinctive and sustainable with the stakeholders who matter most. Nathan Stuck sat down with Rochelle to unpack how the Latin phrase pro-humanitate, meaning for humanity, has led her down a career path full of purpose. She shares some amazing wisdom around her failures, lessons learned, successes, and how she works diligently to live this out in her professional and personal leadership roles. You won't want to miss this. Take it away, Nathan. All right. Good morning, Michelle, and thanks for joining us today on the Be The Change podcast. How are you? I'm good, Nathan. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, always, uh, always good to talk to you and excited to actually share one of our conversations with our listeners, and not just the two of us. <laughs> so and and full disclosure, too, and I know we're going to get into this, but uh, this is the first uh, husband and wife tandem we've had on the podcast because we had your husband Kenji on a couple weeks ago. That's right. And I think what you'll hear in our conversation is that I've been following him around and in his footsteps for quite some time. So this makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Although having worked with both of you, uh, we know who calls the shots in that house. So um, and it's certainly not him. So well, we're excited. We're excited to hear from you today. And uh, and that's kind of the perfect segue because you guys met at Wake Forest. And uh, so just kind of take us back. And I learned this wonderful motto that is Wake Forest motto, pro-human, I already screwed it up, (laughs) pro-humanitate, which means for humanity. So how did that resonate with you and how did it help guide you and your calling in your career towards like real purpose-driven leadership? Yeah, pro-humanitate is really something that I took away from Wake Forest. And it's one of the things that attracted me to the school as well Um, for humanity is, you know, is is instilling this idea that everything we do, we are always keeping humanity at the center of that. And, and, you know, when I was at Wake, what I learned was that's not just a platitude. It's not just a saying, but it's something that begins with a supportive community that believes in it and the individual courage to, in my case, it's been sort of make your mess your message, Um, you know, live out experiences that you've had in ways that are going to be helpful to others. Um, and honestly, the tenacity and willingness to see those things through. Make your mess, your message. I love that. It's not mine. I stole it from someone else, but it's a beautiful piece of wisdom. I kind of feel like there's no, it's kind of like, and in, in there's no good new ideas. We're all just kind yeah. of recycling them and repurposing them. So yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you partial credit for it. What, what, so that, that's kind of what drove you there. Um, and then while you were there, I have in my notes that you studied under Dr. Maya Angelo. Was that, is that correct? It is. She was a professor emeritus there. And fortunately for me, she was in the fine arts department. Um, I was an English major um, during college. And then I did a master's in literature under her guidance. And, you know, I, I have said this before. I don't know why I was chosen to be 
someone who she selected for her class, uh, both as an undergraduate and then in my graduate program, but I was. And I think that it's one of those great lessons in if a door opens, you clear the path so that you can walk through it. And, um, you know, she was really and continues to be as I, as I sit in my office and I look around all of the things that she still influences in my, in my world. Um, she's very, very formative to who I am and how I operate. Wow. What a, what a stroke of luck, a blessing, whatever, you know, to, yeah. to be able to study. I mean, I had some great professors, but I didn't have Dr. Angelou. That's, that's really awesome. Thanks for sharing that. You and Kenji met at Wake Forest. So how did you first meet and and what was the significance of your shared values? I know in our kind of our preliminary call, you mentioned kind of a, a, a magnetism of some sort towards him and his values. So what was the significance of those shared values of service um, towards others um, and guiding you and kind of like, how has it guided your decisions together as you know, you dated, you married, you, you've raised kids, you've, you've both had successful careers, like how, take us back and kind of walk us through that journey together. Yeah, through this story, I'm not only going to expose my nerd card, but I'm going to expose his as well here. So um, get ready. We met taking the Myers-Briggs. We were both selected for a leadership program that would have us working in service to the president of the university. And, you know, so you have this sort of macro community of people who choose Wake Forest um, in part, I think, because of a community of pro-humanitate. And then you had this smaller community of people who said, you know, actually, I want to be in leadership, you know, working with the organization to help drive these things forward. And, um, and he was one of those people. And so in order to get started in the program, you had to take the Myers-Briggs and we were sitting across the table from one another. And he kind of looked up and gave me a grin. And uh, I thought he just looked like an incredibly friendly and intelligent person. And I was pretty smitten. Uh, we became really good friends and were just just that for a long time and uh, spent all of all of our free time together and, and determined that this was what life was going to look like. It has been about 30 years, I guess, since that time. And we have grown up together um, in pro humanitate, in service, um, in a sense that the work that we do, we do with purpose. We support one another. Um, we've both had our highs and lows and, and been each other's support system throughout that and um, have raised our kids with a belief that pro humanitate really um, is how you operate. You're always turning inside, right? Leaning into one another in support of one another and, and our aspirations and our goals and, and the things that we're working to do, but you're always looking outward as well. And sometimes that's right outside the door of our house in service to our community. And sometimes that is, you know, in the global community, you know, that's then that's looked like taking our kids on mission trip and a, a really, really long-standing and deep involvement with a nonprofit called New Story that's building homes in South America. Um, so our kids are following in that footstep. And so what started with that smile across the table and a real desire to make a commitment and to do the work um, to be sort of purpose-driven and, and, you know, kind of look at humanity and, and our impact on it, our kids are now moving into their own young adulthood and 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 walking that walk and and it's something that just 
makes me really, really optimistic for the future and grateful for this relationship that I've been able to have and really excited for, you know, where that one moment is going to lead down the line. Beautiful story. And I love that you, you, you called out that, but I'm such a big fan of things like Myers-Briggs. So I wouldn't call it that, <laughs> I wouldn't call it that nerdy. Um, okay, I'll, thank you. I'll talk your ear off about like predictive index. And so, um, and the funny part too, is it all comes full circle on a B Corp focused podcast. Myers-Briggs is a B Corp. So there you go. It all comes, it all comes back around. Absolutely. And honestly, like I show our nerd card there, but I'm a big fan. I got to tell you. And I really think like we should have known that this life was going to be the way it was because our profiles were so, so complimentary. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. See, you just bring it home from work too, where you're like, well, right now you're doing this. Uh, no, trust <laughs> me. I, there's certain conversations I have with my wife where I'm like, okay, leave the, leave the like corporate training at work and just have a real conversation. But uh, those things are good for a reason. So, well, thanks for sharing that. I'm, uh, that was, uh, I don't know. It's just a really beautiful little love story as well, too. So what's been the biggest lesson learned along your career journey and really around like building and leading businesses that were, you know, obviously designed with, with purpose and, and, and profit in mind, but building businesses as a force for good. Yeah. I think the biggest learning that I have taken over, you know, the course of my career is that purpose might be free. It takes some work, right? But the impact of purpose takes resources. I'm a writer by training. So maybe that's why this took me a little while to figure out, but, you know, making an impact actually takes resources. So what that means is if you're a for-profit business, the profit part has to come first, right? Um, I learned that the hard way through uh, one of my first, my first startup, um, which leaned a little too heavily into what are we going to give away instead of what are we going to sell? And now as a leader at Dragon Army, I know better. Um, obviously I do better. Dragon Army, we talk about ourselves as a couple of things. One is a purpose-driven agency, but the other is as a, as a growth-minded agency. And, and in part, that's because we want to do good. And we know that it takes financial wherewithal to have the freedom to allocate resources and team members to doing that good. Yeah. I was, uh, I think I've told you the story before being at a conference and hearing somebody who's the CEO of, of, of the company that makes yerba mate. And he literally said, no profit, no purpose. Yeah. So, and I, that, that to me, like, and, and you think about it is as you grow the growth, you said, you know, purpose-driven and growth-driven as you drive that growth, you can scale that purpose. So I always look at it like the more money we make, the more profit we have, the more, the bigger my budget gets. Yeah, 100%. And then at some point, maybe we can all be Patagonia and give away every single time from, you know, Cyber Monday. <laughs> yes, we have, we all have goals. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so what's the biggest challenge would you say that businesses are facing today concerning their branding and content strategy? Because We've talked about this with greenwashing and everything out there. There's so much, there's so much of, of telling that purpose story, but how, as far as just the overall like branding content strategy to get more customers, like, I guess, I, I don't know if it's breaking through the noise or what, but what would you say are the biggest challenges that you're seeing, especially at Dragon Army and the work you all do? So I'll preface this by, by saying 
that I run branding content for Dragon Army. And so this is exactly what I touch. And I've done this for a very, very long time. And I think that you mentioned it, um, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think the most enduring challenge for brands is noise. You know, you mentioned this earlier in, in the podcast and you're right. There, it's been said that there are no new ideas, but most organizations are in sort of a constant effort to figure out how they can prove that wrong. And that might be by, you know, taking one tiny little piece of an idea and making it their own or a value proposition that is just their own. In some cases, brands just think that if they add their voice to the noise and it's just louder or brasher, that they're going to get the attention. And so I, I think that that is really an enduring challenge for brands. But I think that because purpose and values are getting so much attention these days that it's becoming even harder. So if brands have gotten used to getting attention through being really funny or having some part of their identity that's just really you know loud and noticeable, and now their customers and their stakeholders are saying, yes, but what do you stand for? You, you know, if your brand is going to stand for me because I'm doing business with you, what do you stand for? And I think our younger generations are really driving that movement. And it's raising the imperative for companies not just to try to find something that they make or do or sell a little bit different or a voice that's a little bit different, but that honesty has to be there. And for some organizations, that honesty is the real challenge. Authenticity has kind of become the term du jour. And it's unfortunate to say that that's a challenge, but for some organizations in this race for attention and this race to continue to hold on to market share when the market is now saying, actually, what we really want is to know what you stand for. That's really hard. And it really comes down to stopping long enough and assessing what do we stand for as a brand? And are we willing to put the effort behind the intention before we start talking about it again. Because if you don't, trust is lost, affinity is lost, market share is probably lost. And that is just, it's a, it's a shifting marketplace that hopefully in the long run will make us all better. But I think right now is creating some growing pains for some brands. Yeah, and it's, it is. Everybody's doing it. So how do you, I think it's even more of a challenge for those of us who have been doing it on purpose, because now it's like, oh, wait, this was kind of our thing. And now everybody, I mean, look, just watch commercials, watch, you know, listen to radio. Everybody talks about eco-friendly this, and we're committed to this. And it's like, figure, how does your brain compute what's real? It's almost sensory overload at this point. It is. And I think there is a little bit of a sense of get out of my sandbox. Um, but I think that that's probably not the right way to go about doing this. I think it is a matter of looking at organizations like B Corporation, you know, where it says, okay, great, you want to do this? Here's a really rigorous list of standards that you've got to live up to and, and prove you are. And we're going to give you that backing, that reason to believe. 
And, you know, I belong to a couple of other organizations that are doing the same thing and, and really kind of helping to shine a light on those organizations that are really actually doing it well so that those of, you know, those companies, those brands that are aspiring have a model and those who are doing it well and have been doing it well for a really long time have a platform to continue to be who they are and, and, and be rewarded for it. And I think if we're going to authentically lead in this space, it's our duty to, I always say it's a journey. Um, and if a company wants to be better and get better and maybe doesn't necessarily know how to do better, I believe it is our 100% our responsibility to help them along their journey, to help them figure it. It's not easy. And it's not just the storytelling. It's the actually doing of the work that I think it's our duty to help. 100%. The, the doing part has to come before the storytelling. Otherwise, you're virtue posturing and telling stories. And and you're absolutely right about that. And I think that if there's anything really wonderful that is coming out of this increased conversation about what being purpose-driven really is, it's that. And what about, uh, what what should they start doing? You know, where, where should they start that journey as a purpose-driven business leader or, or, you know, whether you're a B Corp or not. And I know we met, you know, I, I, I go to we go beyond profit, conscious capitalism, all these different events. And I love, I love every crowd and there's a lot of overlap, but what should a leader that's maybe kind of thinking, I really, we've kind of started the journey, but I don't know where to go next. Where should they start? Yeah, I think, I think two things. One is read those case studies, read the articles, look at who's doing things well um, and figure out what you want to emulate, you know, and then begin taking small steps. If you really, really want to dig in, I mean, you know, the BIA is a great list of uh, you know, points of rigor where you can be looking at, you know, what can I be doing better and what am I doing well? Um, but take small steps, you know, um, think about how you can make a positive impact with your company. That might be catalyzing team members to volunteer together or a company-wide effort to recycle at home as we're all becoming remote workforce, you know, workers, or it might be allocating a certain percentage of profits to a nonprofit that you care deeply about as an organization, but whatever it is, it starts with your organization understanding what is your purpose and what are your values and how do we use our business for the good in line with those two things, their, your purpose and your values. I love this. You mentioned nerding out earlier. I'm nerding out right now because I love marketing conversations around purpose. So this is, <laughs> this is great. Awesome. Um, so, and, and you talked about the team and, and mm-hmm. galvanizing kind of the, the, the mission around what the team cares about. So perfect segue. What's motivating your leadership and your team right now? Oh gosh. So the timing on this is so perfect because we just got done with our annual um, company retreat. And so um, we call that our inspiring happiness retreat because inspiring happiness is our company purpose. And we spent time as a leadership team leading up to that event, really thinking about where do we put that focus, right? You can't try to inspire happiness everywhere. I mean, you can, you know, unicorns do it. We can try, but it has to start somewhere. And so for us, we decided that our focus would be on how we're inspiring happiness for our dragons, our our team members, first and foremost, for a couple of reasons. One, because it's been a really, really challenging couple of years for everybody, uh, not just in the marketing and and advertising agency space, um, for everybody. And we recognize that taking care of one another is something that is not just something we need to do as a company, but it's something that we want to do because we really care about each other. But also because 
we have shifted to becoming a remote organization and we need to make that shift in a really, really positive, healthy, forward-looking way. And then the third reason why is because we know, we all know this, that when you have a healthy culture and you have healthy team members, the work is better. And then that allows us to inspire happiness for our clients and our partners and our community. It really is going to be something that we hope is sort of a trickle up effect. Beautiful. And then um, part of that 2022 journey um, has been working on, well, I guess it was part of the 2021 journey leading into 2022, but uh, you guys have been working on your B Corp certification and just kind of curious to hear a little bit about that journey, working with the students and just kind of the, the experience with, uh, with the MBA program at Terry College and, and how that went. This has been sort of the, the perfect happy storm for me. It's been so great. Um, I think I've wanted to be a B Corporation, but since before B Corporation was a thing. So I, I feel like I'm living out my destiny here. Um, <laughs> so that is really, really exciting. I've learned so much through this process about all of the places where positive impact can reside in a company. You know, as we've been going through uh, the, the rigor of the BIA, there have been areas where I didn't even realize, wow, you know, we should be more intentional about how we structure this or govern this or reward this or train in this way. And um, the awareness, the consciousness and the effort that has come out of that process has been so educational. And um, I'm really, really excited about what that means for us going forward. As far as working with the team, I heard you talk about this program at Terry College of Business and immediately was like, this is what we're doing. When I have run companies in the past and even now with my team, I very much think about things like a training hospital where, you know, team members come on and it is very much a give and take. I love to be able to mentor and guide and teach as I am working with people and, um, you know, taking of you know, their gifts. And so that's what's happened with this team of students. They've been spectacular, so smart, so organized. And I've been able to have conversations with them that I hope have helped them to realize what things look like inside a marketing agency or the difference between shareholders and stakeholders. You know, things that will hopefully help them in the long run as well. It's been, it's been a fun symbiosis. Yeah, no, it was fun. They did their final presentation a couple of weeks ago, and it was fun to hear, it was fun to hear their personal takeaways, um, where a lot of them realize they probably won't end up working at a B Corp, but that they can take. And you mentioned it earlier, taking kind of the rubric out of the BIA, out of the B Impact Assessment, and they can take what they learned and some of those different like KPIs and how to track things and how to set a strategy and goal setting. And they can take it to any company they go work for and make them a better place. And so those are those aha moments or those like gushy, blushed face moments where you're just so proud of them and what they've taken away from it too. And grateful to you for um, bringing us a project. Well, and grateful to you for having this program in place. It, it really has been good for so many people. This is, this is good at scale. So well done, Professor Nathan. <laughs> Apparently PhDs don't like going by professors. So they were like, nope, you're a part-time lecturer. Um, <laughs> but hey, I'll take it. Um, 
and the kids, they just call me teach. Um, kind of curious to know what has been the most influential resource for your career. Boy, you know, I'm going to bring our conversation back to the, back to the beginning. I think that the most influential resource for my career has been living under the same roof as another purpose-driven entrepreneur. We are partners in a lot of in a lot of areas of our lives but we're also kind of a mini board for one another we take a walk every afternoon we take a hike every weekend um, you know we chat while we make dinner and so often those conversations turn to so I'm doing this thing or I'm thinking about this thing and what do you think about this thing and helping one another to talk through those decisions for you know the better part of you know two plus decades has caused both of us, I think, I hope, certainly has caused me to think more deeply and with maybe a different lens about opportunities and and issues than I might have without having, you know, my partner at my side. So like your own personal sounding board too for... Yeah. It's a sanity check. It's a sounding board. It's... uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for some of those brainstorming sessions too you have to come over for dinner sometime teach yes. oh god we just it'd be a lot of purpose i don't know if that room could handle it um um and then i have a feeling i know where you're going to go with my last question but i always love to ask this but what's one question you wish i had asked well i think that i would love for you to have asked what is my personal purpose and i hope that that's something that you ask others as well and i think if you had I would have told you that it is to bring out the best in others so they can reach their goals, whether it's through brand building work that exposes the best in organizations or the volunteerism that I do, or even how I parent and how I show up. It's, it's what I'm always aspiring to do. It helps me prioritize my time and check in with myself. And I remember a conversation we had where you told me about, um, you know, we were talking about team members growing and, and, and mentoring them up and coaching them and then them getting dream opportunities and, and having, and they come in and they look kind of terrified to tell you. And I remember you said this to me was what kind of a leader would I be if I wasn't excited for them? And that stuck with me. I've told so many people that quote, and that was like a month ago. I've told so many people that quote of how, how just brilliant I think it is to think like that. Um, And what separates you as a leader from, from a lot of other people who I think kind of I've I've worked for those people where they resent the team members that leave instead of being excited for the next chapter in their life. So, well, you're you're kind to say that. You know, it's it's a few extra hours of my time doing some recruiting and interviewing, um, but it is the next step in a life for another person, and and those two things don't even compare. Yep, hundred percent. So, well, that's a perfect place to end it. Um, thank you so much. This is. Like every conversation I have with you, it's it's brilliant, but this one we got to share with our listeners. So I'm always grateful for your time and um, the wisdom that you share. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you, follow you, get in touch with Dragon Army, where should we direct them? The easiest places, either the Dragon Army website, just dragonarmy.com or LinkedIn. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, very active there. And uh, the organization is as well. Obviously, I'm on the other platforms, but I'm a little old, and so you're not going to find anything too terribly interesting there. Maybe some pictures of my dog and my kids. So I'd say LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I told somebody the other day, I have an Instagram, but it's for my Christmas decorations. So 
and we'll we'll put that uh and we'll spell Kiramoto for our listeners and everything and get that in the uh in the show notes so that they can follow you there and get them in touch with dragon army so well rochelle thank you so much um i really enjoyed it and uh look forward to the next episode to follow in the new year i think you'll be the last one of 2021 and then we'll get rolling in 2022 again so thanks everybody for tuning in thank you rochelle for being here and we'll see you next time well that wraps up another edition of be the change georgia we're so thankful for you being a part of this purpose-driven leadership community and we'd be grateful if you went on apple Podcasts or spotify and tap the number of stars you felt this show deserves this helps us continually improve the content and get it out to more aspiring b corp leaders to grow the movement of using business and leadership as a force for good remember making a profit and making a difference aren't mutually exclusive ideas in business and we encourage you to plug into this community to learn how you can do both as a 21st century leader by visiting BeLocalGeorgia.com and following the Be Local Georgia pages on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We have some exciting programming coming up soon with events and more inspiring networking opportunities that you won't want to miss. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our executive producer and production team at Chat with Leaders Media. If you're looking to launch your own podcast for your business in the industry you serve, go to chatwithleaders.com. Now go enjoy your day and be a leader worth following.